Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Welcome to the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and today I have a bonus episode for you. We're releasing a little teaser uh, from our previous Law Firm Growth Summit, and today it's Seth Price talking about LSA's cheap cases, get them while they last. And even though this is uh, from our 2021 event, um, this topic is still very relevant. LSAs have not, although there's, there is competition now in that area, um, they still haven't become saturated. And you're going to love the, the excerpt from this episode. Now, uh, our Law Firm Growth Summit is coming up in less than two weeks. And if you listen to episode 342, the previous episode before this, uh, you will have um, you will have already registered. Uh, but if this is uh, the first episode you're listening to about the Law Firm Growth Summit, I uh, just want to share some highlights with you. It's a virtual conference. It's absolutely free to register. And we bring over 30 industry leaders and experts, influencers to the stage to share what's working now, what are the strategies that you need to to know about how do you what do you need to do to implement in your law firm to make 2023 your best year ever and what we did really cool this year is we we tracked the content based on law firm size so we've got startup zero to 250k in revenue we've got expansion from 250k to 2 million in revenue and legacy creator in excess of 2 million in revenue. Now, those are just guidelines of, you know, where we centered the topics around. But the reality is, is you get to choose where you want to be. The sessions, all of them are absolutely free. You can join any which one you want. So even if it's, you know, you're in the startup phase, but there's a topic in the legacy creator phase that you really think is relevant to you, you can go and and attend that session. Um, So, uh, there's really no reason not to join us. It's December 5th to the 7th. Uh, it's three days, and uh, it's going to be packed content uh, throughout the three days. It's going to be a fun time. Um, there's networking opportunities. There's opportunities to win prizes. And um, it's just it's one, it's something that people talk about for a long time after our event. Uh, it's not your typical, let me join a Zoom webinar kind of experience. Uh, you, you really need to be there to, to experience it and to understand what it's like. Um, and I invite you to try it out, to join us, go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast, and join us at the Law Firm Growth Summit 2022. We're excited to have you there. And here is a, a snippet of Seth Price's talk from 2021, LSA's cheap cases, get them while they last. So technical SEO, the coding, the link building, very important content strategy, and your local. So technical, we'll start with that of those four areas. The, uh, the optimization, this is the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So it's kind of unfair to start with this because these are the things that for most lawyers, it, at least desirous, it's making sure that the Google bot can read your website 
in a way that allows for it to understand what's there, just like a human that goes through. We can't just put pages of content the way we want to see, have a human see it, but Google has gotten so good over the last few years that they're able to figure it out, but they're testing for things. How fast does your pages load? Do you have a description that tells you what this page is about? Title tags, that's not new, but schema markups more recent, making sure that every ability that you have to tell Google what's going on that you use and take advantage of. So content as a very, as a baseline, authoritative content, that is what's going to differentiate you from somebody else. Figuring out how do you create stuff as Barry talked about it in the chat. He's really big with YouTube, whether you use YouTube videos and transcribe them, whether you use print content, the idea is to have things that both answer people's questions, but also are sticky for the people to stay on page. So in a perfect world, if you have the resources, what I love is getting away from a blog format where you just put interesting articles, but rather written content about all the different things you want to be found for supplemented with videos the way that Barry or Jerry Ojinski is doing and using that. So you get people to the state, to the page, the Google bot is coming by and finding this information. But once the user gets there, Google's going to say, Hey, people are there and they're sticking to this content because you're giving them either answers to their questions or information that is rich and not, and is relevant to their search query versus stuff that is not relevant to their search queries where they're going to bounce. The idea is to create the content that is most sticky. So these are the different ways that we love to get people authoritative content, becoming a trusted source, creating FAQ videos, establishing a brand by niching down. If you're in PI saying, hey, I'm going to be the king of dog bites or I'm going to be huge in bike accidents. I'm a big biker. If you find that area, it can set yourself apart. Those are the areas because if you do that and you create good content, not only will it resonate, not only will the Google bot find it, but what I love about it is that the home run, the full 360 is when that content get link, gets links. If, if Barry's videos take uh, get, resonate and somebody sees it and references it, that's SEO. Great content with authoritative link building, that one-two combination. So link building. This is the reciprocal side of content and links. And a link is the backlink coming from other people demonstrating authority to your site. And meaning if somebody else is voting to say, hey, this is good content and this is something that is worthy that the Google bot will say, hey, as we come through, we're scrolling through with our bot and seeing the content, but we're also able to measure the people that are voting on this website and this web page as authoritative in the form of link equity. Higher back quality backlinks better than lower, with the one exception being people who are doing local. And if you're doing local, even though you may have an organization that's not as authoritative, but Google perceives as important in the Lico ecosystem, those links are very important as well. So how do you do this? How do you get these links? One of the ways that people have done it is taking what's traditional marketing for a law firm, where a, a generation before you might sponsor the Little League team or donate to a gala. My attitude now as, as the next generation is that's great that they want to donate or I want to donate to something. I don't care so much about being in the pamphlet at the event. What I care about is the dig is the link from their website because that's an association with a trusted place that's a, that shows that there is something there. And the more you create 
those relationships. The more you can show Google that you are trusted within that region, and that is what we see, the combination of content and links together is what allows for people to resonate and move up in the search engine results to get more traffic and more conversions. So local search, this is the fourth of the four legs of the pillar. And this is where we're starting to move into what we'll talk about in a moment with LSAs, right? So it's everything we just talked about, the organic search, content, links, technical, right? But now Google My Business and looking at things like reviews, pictures on those uh, on, on your Google My Business, finding these local links that come in and doing everything you can to demonstrate you are the best local answer. Something Nalini talks about when she lectures is using the example of like pizza near me. Like you just need the closest darn place that gets you hot pizza. But with a lawyer, there's a little bit more leeway. And so for here, we need to show for a region what is the best possible answer. And that is why we're doing everything we can to sculpt the results to give people that very positive, popular outcome that, hey, we have the content, we have the links, and now locally we have reviews and we have local links all pointing together to demonstrate that you're the best answer to get part of that very valuable map pack of three. And the Google My Business is that interface. And the reason that this is about to be important is the reviews that for a long time were important for local search and for three-pack op optimization, we are now seeing as we move into this local service ad world that lawyers have now been open to. So we want to, we have all this information in the three pack in the G, in the GMB. We want to continue to fill this and take advantage of every bell and whistle, whether it be posts, whether it be pictures, whether it be video. We want to be as rich as possible. Google likes this. It's their real estate. Let's take advantage of it. And as you start to go through life, you see more and more places where people are uh, basically making buying decisions in hotels directly from the GMB. Google wants to see, hey, if we can get somebody a GMB result, which is our real estate, and they make a phone call and that's that, that gives them a, a good positive result, that 360, that closed loop is something Google loves. And we want to make sure for us and our clients that we are able to provide that information so that it's a great user experience and that the Google um, platform is fully utilized. So here, here, is, here is the cause celeb, local service ads. This is something that right now, it's been rolled out for about six months in legal. Uh, in the poll, how many people here have actually tried and used LSAs or been verified? Love to get that feedback because you know right now, in the B2C world, and everything I speak about is the business to consumer world, right? So uh, Tara, Salt Lake City, family law, great, great, great space. So everybody who is um, utilizing LSAs, it is the area that appears above the three pack. It's a pay per call model. It's not per click. And the idea is that you can go through a screening process where you give your malpractice insurance, your bar information. And once you pass it, there's a green check mark at the top, really valuable real estate. And right now for the foreseeable future, I would say foreseeable, but for the moment, I should say, we are now at a point where these calls are extremely cheap. So the history of this, in 2015, Google rolled out home service ads. Um, it was originally just for things like locksmiths, plumbers, and handymen, areas that were ripe with fraud. I was out visiting Google at the mothership 
um, a couple of years ago, and this was all the rage. They're trying to find out ways to find out how can they both give a good user experience to people within those spaces as well as make some money. And there was a lot of problems. If you ever search for locksmith online, there is so much bad Bad, so many bad actors out there that these these LSAs or before home service ads became really important at sculpting that world. Personally, as they've moved into legal, and we could talk about that in the next slide, we are able to uh, basically see that what has happened is that Google is saying, "Hey, we see an we see an area for for money now." Generally, in legal. There's not a lot of lead services they're breaking into the the organic up there, but what they're doing is saying, "Hey, we want to make sure these people are legit." I don't buy that argument, but what they're doing, as you see, is these four different areas: you got business name, you have the number of reviews, the hours and availability, and then the the year you're established. And this is what, sort of those areas that if you have an older attorney in the firm, you can somehow bootstrap your number of years. You're trying to demonstrate points that demonstrate trust because all you do is you get that click and you can basically get a call from it right now extremely cheap it won't last it will be an auction eventually that brings it up but for for right now really really cheap clicks seth we actually have bless you we have a great question actually on that um so tara says i'm approved and ready to use lsas just trying to figure out a good budget i heard you should do both lsas thoughts my, my thought is, have, first, is have you done PPC before? And if, if you haven't, I would say start with just LSAs. It is such a bargain right now. Calls are not that much more, if at all, than a click. So right now, until they raise the price, you really want to maximize the exposure on LSAs. It's great you went through the process. Larger firms have had a little bit of a stickier time because there's more things to approve, whereas smaller firms very often can, can fly right through. But right now, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, much of the monetizable traffic is coming through the call. So it's kind of academic. You can diversify and put stuff in both. The clicks aren't seeing as much because the LSAs are cannibalizing that traffic for now. Excellent. So this is exactly what I was just referring to, the effect on paid search. So basically we did a case study and what we saw pretty clearly to date, and again, Google wants to make more money. So I, I, I assume at some point they may push more into the organic section. But what we have seen repeatedly is that the PPC ads have been hit hardest by the, by the, by the LSA um, into the market. By rolling out LSA, what we've seen is the impressions for the, 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 the number of clicks that you're getting dramatically decrease from traditional PPC Google AdWords or Google ads as they call them now. And that where that traffic is going is it's going to LSAs. That's why it's such a hot spot. It's new, it's shiny. It's actually a very neat conversion factor. But thankfully to date, we have not seen a huge hit into the three pack organic results as far as meaningful traffic. So for those of you playing the game there, good. But it is, it sort of goes to the, the question that was just asked is, you know, you, you're going to see a both a greater ROI in, in generally 
in get in getting into the LSA. And what you, I would say is, whatever you want to spend, it's easy to spend somebody else's money. Spend two or three x or as, as a bid there. Now again, you have to be able like anything. You have to be able to put it. You know, if it happens to spend, you should be so lucky to be able to spend it. Right now, spending on the LSAs is very tough. The calls are cheap, and you just can't get enough rotation. Now maybe test it before you go crazy. But what I have found is that, especially if you're a medium or larger player, you can't get enough budget spent. You will spend as much as they will allow at this point because the inventory is so cheap and you're not going to see it like this again for long. And, you know, you can really see that when you see these great pictures up there, people are like, okay, I'm going to click here. I see some ads which are more clearly labeled as ads. One of the things that I've been uh, displeased with Google about is they say do no evil, but they historically have made the ads very difficult to tell the difference between an ad and organic. The fonts are small. The coloring is vague. And so here for the first time, it's more apparent, hey, there's something people may not even realize their ads at the top, which is why they're going to get good click through. But it, but it, the the ad the the ads become less desirous because they're sandwiched between two more desirous opportunities of the LSAs and the three pack below. So the legal rollout. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment. So the legal rollout started back in uh, San Diego and Houston in 2019. This is sort of right after I visited Google, and they were they basically said, "Hey, we're going to test these smaller markets and trust in estates uh, and immigration." Uh, what we saw was by the nationwide rollout happened during Q3 of 2020, and it's basically all of the B 2 C and a couple of the B 2 B areas, and it went from being you know they changed the nomenclature to Google screened. And, it, you know, again, a little bit of a pain. And if it works, it's great. And you're all happy. I've had friends in Connecticut where they got turned down and it turned out, oh, the bar association, they said they weren't a member of was a voluntary bar. It's clunky. It's being outsourced. It's not Google at its best, but they're going to muscle through it. And you, you have to sort of play along. So the fact is, my hope is that, and it would make sense, that the Google screen check mark will eventually migrate its way into the three pack. And so to me, even if you don't wanna be doing Google ads, which right now in most practice areas are desirous, there's some people that are having a hard time, like at a trust in estates where the dollars are all low dollar people and you're not a low dollar person, I've seen that happen. But generally, these are really cheap calls. And if you're set up to screen them out effectively, um, the ROI is, is, is certainly there for, for the time being. Thank you for tuning into the Profit With Law podcast. Your feedback is extremely valuable to us as well as helping us reach more people with this valuable content. Please leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast directory. Join us again next time when we are back with even more strategies to profit with law.